0: A heartbreaking end to Friday's show. Good evening, everyone. I'm TJ Perry Moonvez and welcome to Big Brother Coaches Edition. Fan favorite Brent left the house Friday, ending what looked to be an easy path to finale night. Once other house guests learned Brent's own play-by-play voice, picked UTEP to upset OU, the tide began to shift, and Brent was voted out. Tonight, another house guest will be eliminated. But first, with Brent gone are Dabo's Day's numbers. Live from the Palace on the Prairie, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show 2022 Top 25 Countdown, brought to you by criminal defense attorney Carter Jennings. Get the defense you deserve with Carter Jennings Law, 405-659-7221, or visit carterjenningslaw.com. Now, with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland.
1: Very inaccurate reporting in that uh I can play this today. game. <laughs> <Do> <laughs> can play this game. Very disappointing and inaccurate uh, reporting. and that, You got frankly, him kicked out of the house. I hope you're happy that, with yourself. frankly, is upsetting. Hour 3, T-Row in the morning show on a Monday, August 22, just 12 days away from a Sooner kickoff. One week from Saturday, folks. We will gather together. OU UTEP coming up at Owen Field 2:30 kickoff. Am I right about that? It's a 2:30 game, right? 2:30 first game, yes. Yeah. Uh, we actually have college football coming up this weekend. You've got the uh, the Big Nebraska Northwestern game this Saturday morning 11:30 on Fox. That's the game in Dublin, Ireland. Uh it's really the only uh fat well, uh, UTEP plays. UTEP plays this weekend. I, you know, that's the Sooners opener, so I am interested to see how they look against uh, a North Texas team that has been game in recent years, but other than that, the headliner is certainly Nebraska Northwestern. Speaking of Nebraska, they were our 25th ranked team. Here are the first 20 we've had on the countdown. You want to cue up team number six, TJ fight song, team and we'll have that one. Six. Ranked. Let's see here. Uh, yes. Nebraska 25, K State 24, Ole Miss was 23. Then we had the Hogs at 22, the Vols at 21, Mark Stoops in Kentucky with 20. USC 19, Texas 18, Wisconsin was 17, and Oregon was 16. Oklahoma State, our 15th-ranked team, NC State 14. At 13, we had Baylor, 12 Auburn, 11 Miami. Then last week, LSU at 10, Texas A&M at 9, Notre Dame 8, Utah 7, and as you mentioned, Friday at 6, the Oklahoma Sooners were our number 6-ranked team. Which brings us to today, the number five ranked team in the T-Roll in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is the Clemson Tigers committed at number five, as correctly predicted by T.J. Perry Moonves. With Brent out of the house, it was writing on the wall, Dabo would be soon to follow. Clemson comes in at number five. What a fascinating figure they are this year. Clemson, um, for the first time in six years, didn't win the ACC last year, uh, did not go to the college football playoff. a disappointing 10 and three year. We talk about OU's disappointing 11 and two year. Clemson went 10 and three last season and really, really struggled offensively. Let's start there. DJ Uyunglele had a bad year last year. Big expectations for him after he filled in a couple of times the year before. But he just fell flat on his face. He had nine touchdown passes and ten interceptions last year. It's terrible. He completed 55% of his passes last year. That's terrible. He ranked right around number 100 in the nation in passing efficiency. It was an awful year for DJ Uyunglele, and because of the, that, uh, the passing game became non-existent. Clemson became a team that if they were going to do anything offensively, it had to be with their run game. So the question is, is he going to be better this year or not? Uh, or is he going to lose his job to five-star freshman Cade Klubnik? Klubnik. Dallas area kid, has moved in and impressed. And if Ungalale doesn't start like a house on fire, the uh, the crowd is going to start wanting to see Klubnik fast. We saw uh, how that all went down in Norman last year when you've got the number one ranked five star on the bench. Or he might just win the job out of fall camp. I don't think so. I think Dabo's going to let Ungalale start the season and see if he can re his magic again. But he's got to be better. He's got to be much better if Clemson's going to contend for a national championship. If he is, or if they could get improved quarterback play from somebody, Clemson is a contender. They have uh, four of their five starting offensive linemen back. They've got their best three running backs all back from last year. They've got talented pass catchers as well. The best might be their tight end in uh, Davis Allen. I mentioned the running backs, Will Shipley, Kobe Pace, Phil Maffa, all back. Uh, They will be good at the skill positions, good at the offensive line. The question is, can they get better? Not just a little bit, a lot better production from their quarterback this year. Defensively, they're loaded except for their defensive coordinator who left them to go be the head coach at Oklahoma. First-year defensive coordinator Wes Goodwin takes over for Brent Venables this year, and he has a lot to work with. Maybe the best set of defensive ends in America, Miles Murphy, Xavier Thomas, K.J. Henry, Justin Maskell. Um, They've got great tackles, Tyler Davis, Brian Breezy, uh, on the back end, they've got to replace some talent from a year ago, but they got, they've got they recruited very well. I mean, Clemson right there with Georgia and Alabama as far as how good they will be defensively this year if they don't have a drop-off because of the loss of Brent Venables. That's the unknown there. So two massive unknowns for Clemson. Quarterback play and... What about or what kind of an impact will the loss of Brent Venables be for them defensively? If their new defensive coordinator picks right up and keeps going and they get production at quarterback, improve production, Clemson's a national title contender. They will be a college football playoff team because of the conference that they play in and they got a chance this year. But two pretty big ifs with this team schedules, very friendly, Georgia tech in the opener in Atlanta, but still they'll win that game. That's a Monday night game, by the way, the first weekend, next weekend, the first weekend of the season, week one, you've got a Sunday night game, which is Florida state and LSU, if I remember correctly. And the Monday night game is Clemson and Georgia tech in the Mercedes Benz stadium in Atlanta. Then after that Furman, La Tech, no problem. Wake Forest has been a better team of late. they got to play them in Winston-Salem. Worth keeping an eye on, but I think they'll win that. NC State, they get them at home. Boston College, Florida State, they got to go to Tallahassee, but they're better than Florida State. Syracuse, they go to Notre Dame on Saturday, November 5th. That's the biggie. Then they close with three straight interesting home games. Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina, Shane Beamer's team. Last two games of the year, both at home, Miami and South Carolina. The Notre Dame game could be tricky, maybe not. One loss team probably at most, unless their quarterback play doesn't get figured out, then they may drop a couple. TJ, it's a college football playoff team, because, in all likelihood because they're in the ACC. Potential to win a national championship, if they get a drastic improvement at quarterback, but I gotta rank them below the other four big boys because of those two unknowns, Clemson at five, too high, too low, or just right?
0: I think they're just right. I have a, you know, I'm curious about Clemson this year to see if this is where a drop off happens. They're loaded. They've got talent out the kazoo. They uh, should be a playoff team. But this this year, really more than any that I can remember in this run with them, there's more respectable teams in their conference than before. You got NC State that Miami's more highly thought of. Miami's getting better. That Georgia Tech game, Wake Forest has
1: gotten better. They
0: should win that Georgia Tech game, but it's a tricky game on a Monday night. Your first game of the year, it's kind of weird. They they'll win that game, but then you go to Notre Dame. The loss of Brent Venables. I'm not sure about quarterback play. Even if the kid takes over, is he going to be experienced enough to pull him out in some of these games? Mm -hmm. So I think you've got them just right because I don't think they're a playoff team, but I know they're loaded and should be right there in the conversation. But I'm really curious about Clemson this year, you know, and, and to see if they maintain this thing and it keeps rolling along without skipping a beat and they're in that conversation at, you know, four or five at the end of the year. So, but If you believe that their conference is better than it is, that's going to be one of their more difficult uh, runs that they've had over the last few years. Yeah. But you look at that and it's like NC State. It's names that you're like,
1: hmm, Clemson should win those games. Well, NC State we have at, uh, I think, 14 in our rankings. Right. Notre Dame is a top-10 team. And Miami was uh, in the teens somewhere. So that, those are their three games against ranked opponents. Not easy, but way easier than an SEC schedule.
0: And if uh, all goes well for Spencer this year, you could be facing a quarterback that you should beat South Carolina, but we've seen Spencer Rattler can get on on nights, and if he can go 400 yards on him and throw a few touchdowns, he may make that game yeah. difficult at, for him at the end of the year. Don't expect that, but...
1: Don Don Munson, uh, play-by-play voice of the Clemson Tigers, will join us early on tomorrow's show. He's on the East Coast. He's going to join us in the 6 o'clock hour in tomorrow's show to educate us up more on this first Clemson team of the post-Venables era. We look forward to that. Clemson comes in at number 5 on the count. That was fun chatting with Noble last hour, wasn't it? Yeah, we ran out of time
0: there. Can we get him would've... out of his
1: shell? Do you a know
0: bit? if he's uh, this text? Uh, I was going to try to get to it, but then I knew you wanted to talk about his golf. But it says here that he, uh, this person's from Burns Flat and heard that the McIntyre's are related to Reba and wanted to know if that was true or not. <laughs> So I don't know if you've heard that story and whether it is true. Reba McIntyre. Uh,
1: well, who, what other Reba is there? Is Noble McIntyre related to Reba McIntyre? Is that it, the question?
0: It says the McIntyres and Burnflat were related to Reba. Is what the word was. Noble's, Just wondering.
1: Noble, text me. Let me know. As far as you know, are you a real— I feel like that would have come out. <laughs> I feel like either Kirsten or Preston or Noble at some point, some point would have would said, have "You know, Reba to you? Rebas our aunt." And I've never heard that before, but it could very well be the case. Not looking. everyone can be related
0: to a big-time country star like B.J. Thomas, like me, but, you know. It's true. It's true. That's true.
1: <laughs> All right, Noble, let us know if you're related to uh, Reba McIntyre or not. Good guy, and uh, does a lot for uh, the community, and obviously does a lot for the University of Oklahoma, so... That was a joy to spend an hour with him today. All right, let's take a break. Uh, Let's hit some of your text messages when we come back. I got a whole list of things I haven't gotten to yet today, including Scott Frost. We got to talk a little about Scott Frost. 405 329 if you want to call. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. Back after this. Let's talk some Clemson Tiger football. My friend Don Munson does a great job play-by-play voice of the Tigers, and he joins us live now from over there uh on the east coast don good morning how are you today
2: living legend i am great hope that you are doing well here <laughs> on this tuesday morning
1: i'm doing good man i'm doing good it's great to talk to you How uh, how is the brent venables era going over there post brent uh, venables I era i should how say going there yeah i forgot a word there. the post brent venables era
2: yeah we're we're missing him here uh but you know if we we believe we've got a great replacement in west goodwin uh, Mickey Kahn also kind of the, the, is also the co-defensive coordinator, so just goes to show you sometimes it takes two to replace one. But uh, so far, so good here at here at Clemson. I think they had the defense had a really good showing against Iowa State in the bowl game, and I think everybody's pretty excited about what's going to be happening on the defensive side of the ball this season here at Clemson.
1: Fans upset with Brent for leaving, or happy for him to get a head coaching opportunity um, in general?
2: Oh no, happy happy for him. I mean. This has been a long time coming. He's he's had you know this. He's had opportunities before, has turned down opportunities. Turned down the Auburn job, and he caught flack in his own household for doing that. The kids were like all over him, uh, you know. For but he he said you know what, this wasn't right. This wasn't the the right fit. Then when Oklahoma came aboard, everybody knew that was not just the right fit. That was the perfect fit for him.
1: Let's talk quarterback. Uh... Rough year for DJ last year. Uh, is he definitely the guy going into this year, and how much uh, pressure is the five-star freshman putting on him?
2: Well, there's no doubt that he is the guy. I mean, that, that's already been stated so far here in camp. He's he's the definite starter, uh, and I think you know last year last year was difficult for him, uh, and he'll tell you you know some of it was on me, but some of it was also just out of my control because of all the injuries that we had on the offensive side of the ball. And it was, I mean, at every position. We had, you know, offensive linemen down, tight ends down, running backs down, wide receivers. We were down to three scholarship wide receivers at the end of the game or the end of the season last year. So there was a lot of stuff that was going on around him. But he'll also tell you, hey, it was on me. He put on some weight, lost that weight. He's down about 30 pounds, looks great. And so far from what we've seen from him in August camp, he looks ready to go. Really excited to see him go Labor Day night against Georgia Tech in Atlanta. But I will tell you, this, he... the club a kid, club kid's yeah. good. He's the real deal. And sometimes, you know, it takes a little bit of that push from behind. You know, somebody pushing you from behind, little competition, that's usually a good thing for you. It, it, it's usually not a bad thing. And I think the DJ will, will use that in a positive manner.
1: Is it just a matter of him getting his weapons back, or, or is there an area where he has to be better this year in your mind?
2: Well, I, I, think that, I think it's just getting his weapons. I think it's just getting the pieces of the puzzle around him back mm-hmm. and, and healthy. I mean, the, And it starts up front. It starts with the offensive line, uh, no, no doubt about that. You know, In the first seven games last season, we started six different combinations on offensive line. And, you know, some of that was at center. Uh, so, you had all this that was happening up front. There was no chemistry that was going on up front. And that was kind of the thing that helped us the last six games of the season was that at least we got six offensive linemen healthy. And those six were able to play a majority of the snaps. And that helped Clemson coming down the stretch. They also turned to more of a running game, which was, you know, they went kind of went old school. To be honest with you, they were winning games – 20 to 16, and they weren't winning 40 to 16. They were winning 20 to 16, but at least they were getting wins under their belt. Uh, but, but I think it's, I think the pieces of the puzzle around him much more secure coming into this year than they were last year, and I think that that's really going to help him out the most.
1: Chatting with Don Munson, play-by-play voice of the Clemson Tigers. Let's talk defense. Strength of this defense in your mind. Biggest question mark in your mind.
2: Well, the strength of the defense is no doubt the, the defensive front four, and it's not just the starters; it's the guys behind them as well. I mean, they're they're absolutely loaded. I mean, they've got they've got. We'll have a rotation of you know five guys at defensive end. One of them is down right now. Xavier Thomas is down right now with a with a foot injury that he suffered in in camp. Probably won't see him back for maybe week three something along those lines. Then uh, you look at defensive tackle. When you got two guys inside that start for you, in Brian Versie and and Tyler Davis, that are as good as they good as there is in college football. I mean, just as good as there is. Uh, And certainly Versie is a guy has an opportunity to be a top ten pick overall in the NFL draft. Tyler Davis, I think, has an opportunity to be a a number uh, a first round pick coming up in the draft as well. Um, That's probably the biggest question mark probably is in the secondary just because of the pieces that they lost there. So trying to replace the corners, you got to replace uh, some guys also at the safety position. But the talent is certainly there, and it's just the experience level. But I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that the talent level in the defensive backfield for Clemson is very, very high, and I think that folks will see that as the season wears on.
1: That Georgia Tech game tricky out of the blocks on that opening Monday night? In your mind,
2: yeah, yeah, because you don't know what Tech's going to do. Like last year, they rolled into Clemson, and they did things offensively that they had never shown on tape at any time under Jeff Collins' career. So they they did they put in a whole offensive game plan over the summer months and during the spring and summer months that was specifically just for Clemson. So you know, that that is the the biggest unknown is what are they going to do? Are they going to stick with what they? What they normally play with, or are they going to come up with something quirky that we that nobody has seen you have to make adjustments on the fly? So I think that's that's the biggest question mark. Now, talent-wise, you know, Clemson is, is I, mean, I mean, it's not braggadocious, but Clemson is. They're just head and shoulders above what Georgia Tech is. But it is it is the opener. Always a few butterflies. If you'd like to see Clemson come out in the, in the uh, Mercedes dome, get things going quickly, get some confidence underneath their belt, and, and go from there.
1: Who is the biggest contender in the ACC in your mind? Is it NC State? Is it a, a rejuvenated Miami? Who, who do you think is the biggest challenger?
2: I, I think it is NC State, and I think it's just because of, uh, one, it's, it starts at their quarterback position. Devin Larry is just he's a really good quarterback. He's obviously a lot of experience There's experience on that offensive side of the, of the football. And then defensively, I think they had nine starters back, eight or nine starters back on the on the defensive side with a unit that was really, really good. It's going to take a chip on their shoulder when they come to Clemson on October the 1st because there's been all this chatter about how good Clemson's defense is going to be here in, in 2022. So, you know, that's going to amp them up a, a little bit. Matter of fact, there's already been some, some back and forth about that here over the last six weeks uh, between the, the kind of the two units. So. Um, that I would say that, that it is NC State in, inside our own division. It probably is is the biggest challenge right now for Clemson. Miami, it'll be interesting. Every, you know, the problem with Miami is that when you have picked them in the past, they haven't lived up to the billing. Now you got a you got a different coach. Obviously, Crystal Ball comes in, but this is just year one, so he's he's still trying to establish what his culture is going to be. Uh, that's a pretty big ask, I think, in in year one to to be able to come through and and win a a conference championship.
1: Prime time, Monday night under the lights, September 5th, the season opener for Clemson at Georgia Tech. Don Munson will be on the call for the Clemson Radio Network. Don, thanks, buddy. Have a great season.
2: Toby, I certainly do appreciate it. It's, uh, always good to talk with you. Good to spread a little gospel of the Clemson Tigers there in Oklahoma. <laughs> Tell Coach Venables we <laughs> said hello, okay?
1: We'll do it. Thank you, Don. Thank you, bud. See you, bud. All right, there you go. Voice of the Tigers, Don Munson. I have questions for you when we come back about that interview, TJ. 7 o'clock hour, we unveil team number four coming up at 7.35. Back after this.